It's time to break down the game film and look at the X's and O's, the KO's and the O's from the world of sports. Bet Online presents All Balls, All Sports. Well, no sense in wasting any time. Let's dive right into a great week two of the NFL. There were some killer games, and we're going to have to, Gary Smith, start with the Chargers, your Chargers, losing an absolute heartbreaker to the Chiefs, 23-20. So many ways they could have won that game. Uh, But you got to admit, Justin Herbert looked good. He had to step in for Tyrod Taylor. He looked like the future of the franchise. And this was a college quarterback who was considered iffy in a sense coming in. He was drafted high, but out of all the quarterbacks and athletes who were drafted, he was the guy like, can he put it together running and throwing in the bigs? And it looks like he can. Yeah. I mean, first let me apologize to the fans with Adam and Tempe. I'm stepping in for, for today and tomorrow's episodes, but he'll be back on Wednesday. Fear not. But yes, Jeff, I got to agree. Uh, I, Screamed some four-letter words and threw some stuff back in April when I was watching sure. the draft. I wasn't wasn't wild about this pick. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't pessimistic, but it wasn't the quarterback I wanted. We we all knew right. the Chargers were going QB in their pick, you know, uh, right up there in the in the top six or seven. And uh, this wasn't what I wanted, but I feel a lot better about it today. That's for sure. He looked great. I mean, he doesn't. I don't think he's ready to lead the team for the rest of the season necessarily to uh, the postseason and, and beyond the promised land right this second. But he, he stood in there, you know, throw for throw with the best in the business, right? Yeah. Yeah. He really did. No, no, but take us through the emotional pain. Well, the emotional pain, uh, the <laughs> how emotional- many swear words is your, uh, is your child learning? Oh, your child's now- he's a, he's about 14 months and he knows almost, almost all of them. Uh, you know, it was an emotional roller coaster of a day for me. Uh, I am, uh, I've become friendly with a f- friend of the show, comedian Rob Riggle, who is famously sure. a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. And uh, Rob likes to talk a little smack. And he and I are in a, a pick 'em league together, so we we uh, we do talk a little smack. And when it comes time for a Chiefs Chargers game, I started the morning with an email uh, letting him know uh, where I thought his chiefs could go. And, uh, we went back and forth, uh, most of the day because Rob is currently in quarantine in Australia waiting to do, uh, the Australian version of his golf show. Holy moly. So I think Rob had not much better to do than to talk trash with me over email. So, wow. Uh, Rob, the Australian, and I, hang on, don't bury the lead here. The Australian version of Holy moly. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the ABC, uh, putty yeah. putting show. Yeah. There's it's an Australian. a sort of a variation of wipeout. Yeah. Essentially with golf, but played on uh, sort of with mini golf as the centerpiece. Right. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, here in America, it's Joe Rob Tessator. and Tessator. Yeah. Down. I can't remember who his co-host is, but it's a Tessator equivalent in Australia, but they keep Rob for the comedy. <laughs> the Italian Joe Tessator. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that existed. That's impressive there. Uh, so, so now did you at least get to talk some smack back on the fact that, uh, KC was favored by eight and a half. Yes, I and did. Barely won the game by three. Yes, I did. And uh, you know, I will say the emotions were strong. Um, it, it, the game going into overtime added a little bit of extra stress because I had a family birthday to go to that night, and there was a moment there where I thought I was going to have to leave before the game was over. So uh, oh, emotions were running yeah. high. But you know, I will say that at the end of that game, I've. Some things were thrown when uh, a particular penalty wasn't called on. Uh, I think it was Tyreek Hill who 
He, there was a guy who took his uh, helmet off. Yeah, I almost I, said hat, he, just because that's how casually it looked when right. he flipped his helmet off. He claims, looked like he was just taking off a ball cap. He claims that it just came off, and I will say that, yeah, when you put your hand on the face mask and push upwards, it will just come off, because that's what he did, and he wasn't flagged for it, and uh, that's what ended up tying the game, was their ability to go for two there and uh, and, and get it to 17-all. Um, that's That right there is the sound of bitter acrimony. Yeah, that right there is the sound yeah, of a Chargers fan, yeah. It probably should have been called. Sure. I mean, you know, yeah. I would have to say, if you look at both sides of that, that is a rule. And should have been, if you're going to call it, you got to call it. Yeah. Uh, all right, let, let's let's allow you to recover a little bit. My uh, Packers looked amazing. Yeah. Hey, let's go down everybody's teams. Uh, we'll talk about it later when, when the whole crew's together. But uh, so my Packers look good. I won that one. Uh, 49ers obliterated the Jets, but they did lose both Raheem Mostert and Nick Boza and Garoppolo for a little bit. Yeah, and Brian uh, took the Jets. Ball Brian picked against him, so yeah. he's gone. And so um, Brian loses uh, five ways because he loses yeah. all his weapons yeah. and the game. Yeah, so he's he had a bad week. Yeah, he had a bad week. But l- let's dive into into outside of your game. Yeah, maybe the most fascinating game, which was. Uh, the uh, Cowboys coming back from like 20 down against who else? The Falcons, who are known for blowing these giant fourth quarter leads now. I mean, they're, they're really starting to become snake bit. They win 40 to 39. Tremendous play by, uh, you know, Prescott and, and, uh, and uh, Zeke Elliott. But little known kicker Greg Zerline. Yeah. Uh, Pops off an onside kick that looked like a broken cat toy. Yeah, and just I, rolling around on an unlevel. For anyone who hasn't watch, seen this it, is, this is how they win. This is how they beat the Falcons. Yeah, because the Falcons stood around. Watch this. You got to see this. So here we go. Dallas needs this without time. No, no T. No T. He just kind of scoops it around, kicks it sideways. I've heard it described as a watermelon kick. So it was just spinning round and round. And the Falcons inexplicably stood wow. there and didn't touch it. So nobody for the Falcons jumped on this ball. Four, uh, four, maybe five guys had a clean look at it, like uh, like perhaps a really badly wounded pigeon right. walking down the street where you go, hey, should we pick it up and help the pigeon? I don't know. Would you pick it up and help the pigeon? No. Why don't we ask this, these two guys if they would? You know, I would, but I think you should think twice about picking up a pigeon, as slow moving as it is, because you never know what kind of gym. Oh, somebody else picked it up. Oh, he's in a cowboy uniform. That's kind of how that whole thing went down. It was bizarre. And the coach, Dan Quinn, claimed everybody knew their rules they all had their jobs to do which is the first three guys are supposed to block and then the second two guys are supposed to handle it only if it's a high bounce and a weird kick then they're supposed to go to their area he had this whole thing is schematic but when you watch the footage it's literally four Atlanta Falcons watching the ball. They're not looking to block anybody. They're not looking to take some responsibility in some other quadrant of the field. They literally are watching this ball bounce down slowly down the field without doing a thing about it. I've got a, I've got a 
correct just one word you said there. They're watching it spin because if it was bouncing, I can give a little bit of leniency for, well, you don't want to get too close because it can bounce off my knee and then it's live at, you know, before 10 yards. True. But they're just watching it spin. These guys are 250 and they lift. I feel like if you fall on it, you're probably going to be able to secure that ball pretty good. It's not bouncing. It's yeah. just spinning. You put your chest on it. It's a dreidel it. kick. Exactly. It's literally a dreidel kick. It is. A poor, like a seven-year-old trying to spin a dreidel. That's what the kick was. It's a, it's Didn't exactly use a right. tee. Just laid it flat on its belly, the ball, and then didn't really even kick it. No. He just kind of, he literally like, you know, when you're going down the street and you go, is that a piece of gum? I don't want to step on it. It was that yeah. foot move. And if you look at the angle of it, it for the first eight yards that it travels, he kicked it at such an extreme angle. It looked like it was going to get to the sidelines before it got to 10 yards. It, it, it well, looked like an yeah, abysmal yeah. kick. And then the, uh, the Atlanta guys all kind of walked up to the ball like, hey, what's this? Yeah. Is this a dreidel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they just watched it. They lose the ball. Dallas gets it. Dallas wins the game. Very sad. Uh, uh, but um, and the Atlanta owner, the uh, esteemed Arthur Blank, who is well-respected in the league, yeah. just came out and said, essentially, uh, our players, he contradicted his own coach and said, our players did not know the rules. Which I should have jumped on the ball and uh, Quinn doubled down and said our players did know the rules. And I I think you got to read between the lines here. What Arthur Blank to me is saying is don't bother installing the rest of that state of the art solar system, Dan. You may be gone at the end of the year. I, if at I'm, the end of the year, you if, can't do that. You if, can't do that. If I'm Arthur Blank, that's uh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Because look, I, I appreciate Arthur Blank's honesty because. I hate when these own. I understand being in lockstep with your staff and the guys you're paying millions of dollars, and you want to project confidence. But you watch that footage, you know, twice. It's very apparent that at least two guys didn't know their job. Probably more like eight or nine guys. But I would say I would say four to four, five. Yes, for sure. Absolutely, did not know their job. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes, come out and and be honest with it and say yes. I am a, a football loving American as well. I've watched the footage. Clearly, those guys did not know their job, and it cost us the game. And yeah, start looking, start start updating that CV there, uh, their coach, because I'm not happy with that. Well, let's shift to something even weirder, uh, but more positive, which is the sport that may be going through the biggest revolution of all sports is. Golf, if yeah. you can believe it. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau just won the U.S. Open by six strokes, incidentally. Has two other wins, four top ten finishes already this year. And he's doing it all with this incredibly scientific, analytic approach that allows him to essentially pulverize the ball every chance he can get, cut dog legs, cut just hit right over the forest, uh, just completely hammer the ball until he gets it to the green and then put the hell out of it. Um, and he says it's all science and science has never let him down. He's 235 now and he wants to get up to 250. Yeah. And, here's, and this is, if we could see, that's Bryson DeChambeau right now. That's that's a golfer. Essentially a number one golfer right now. He looks like, he looks like an MMA guy. He yeah. looks crazy. 
No, I. You see that guy? You, you don't. We don't want to catch that guy in an alley. That guy looks like he could beat the hell out of almost anything. And you know, Jeff, not not for nothing, but maybe I'm getting a little old. My dad tried to get me into golf when I was, you know, back around ten or eleven. And back in those days, this is what a golfer that was yeah. two thirty looked like. And that's and what two thirty five looked like fifteen years ago. Yeah, cigarette, beer, wild pants. That's John Daly, of course. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, um, beer filled man boobs that now it's this cut guy. It's like beast mode. It's like Marshawn Lynch golfing. Yeah. That's what Bryson DeChambeau looks like to me. And here's how he does it. He keeps, he, he goes to the gym, lifts like crazy, works out like crazy, eats steak and downs protein shake after protein shake. That's what he's into. And he says he keeps swinging as hard <laughs> as humanly possible. And he checks his launch monitors and his arc angles, and he just runs it all through the computer with the numbers, and he keeps taking aggressive lines no one else in the field is going to take. Now, they thought it was going to catch up to him, Gary, at the U.S. Open. Everybody's kind of had a cockeyed approach to this. They've been looking at Bryson DeChambeau going, okay, I can see it on the Blue Monster, you know, Doral down in Florida. Just keep pounding, 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 wide open fairways. Uh but they designed the U.S. Open specifically to be won by the chess players. It's, it's, you know, it's the one major championship that rewards accuracy over anything else. And he didn't play chess. He played Rock'em Sock'em Robots. He just went out there, won by six strokes. He pounded it. Yeah. It's that's like winning a football game by 40. Yeah. I you mean, win the US Open by six strokes. That's crazy. To your point, I mean, there was a lot of guys out there who who weren't even using their woods. They were out there trying to use two irons and stuff because the yeah. airways are so designed in such a way with such undulation that you have to be able to put it dead in the middle or it'll roll off and you'll you're in a, a bunch of trouble with the long rough and the dew. But no, DeChambeau went out there, yeah. you know, it, he was playing he was playing go while everyone else was playing checkers. It was crazy. You know, I like uh, uh, the uh, naked from the waist up look for. He should play that way. That would be super intimidating. He'd get a lot of sponsors for the ladies. That's for sure. He's, uh, he's <laughs> a couple a, of tattoos. Yeah. Like, why not? Sponsor Absolutely. right the old sponsored tattoo sponsorship. All right. I think we're done. Do we have any odds for uh, for um, coming up or do we need any odds? I, you know what? I think we're going to leave that to Ace and uh, and Brian and Gina um, when they come back on Wednesday. We've uh, we got to go over there, bet the farm Friday. But I think that uh, that recap of how every one of them did, well, oh, that's uh, right. We'll touch yeah, on we it with them for again. Bet the farm Friday. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, Brian's not going to be happy. No, he's not. Uh, he's so uh, hey, um, on behalf of uh, Gary Smith here, uh, it's Jeff Cesari, and that's it for all balls, all sports, all balls, all sports. Presented by Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Yeah.